welcome everybody to episode i think five of half white heroes campaign two barry barry is it really episode five i think so i think so i'm like 90 percent sure it is we need to do these more frequently i'm losing my touch here (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let's see let's see what you remember about episode four campaign two um so i remember we were yeah so you're gonna have to help me out here we were in the woods and we were making our way to asmodon which we decided we were going to go to first to try to sway the modron to fight by our side and in this super dead forest with nothing alive nothing going on we ran into He's a Bruno. Bruno, yes, Bruno. Is he a giant? Is that what it was? He is a bugbear, very a bug large bugbear. Yeah, yeah, and he was a salesman, quite the salesman, actually. <laughs> uh, he had a, a nice array of exotic goods, dead <laughs> bugs, and I think leaves, rocks. Yeah, rocks. That's what it was. Rocks. I think I bought the rock from him. <laughs> yeah, you brought the rock. Yes, from him. dude. You guys bought a lot of shit from him. Someone bought a bug, I think, and Sean bought like a signed picture of him <laughs> for all the gold that. he had in his pocket. <laughs> uh, didn't your rock have googly eyes on it or something? Yeah. It was like painted. Yeah. I mean, it's an, an intimidating rock, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we convinced him that he could set up shop at the castle. If he joined us on our trek to Asmodon, I envisioned uh, like a full on assault for some reason. And I thought it would be good <laughs> to have a bugbear there to like break in and do all this. And we did not do that. So he's just kind of pointlessly there. He did leave. He went back. To, yeah. When you guys were about to go into the prophecy room, he's like, can I, can I go? <laughs> and he kind of <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, yeah. To the castle. just don't poop in the castle. Uh, <laughs> uh, we met. Oh, what's the robot's name? Bradley, it was B eight seven seven six three nine, big long number. But he said you can just call him Bradley. Ah, that's what it was, yeah. And Bradley, let's see, this is where it gets a little hazy here. He's trying to sell us something, or we had to like pass a test or something like that. To we to had to go. get a, a storm license. A storm ah, license. You need a license to be close or in the storm because it's so dang dangerous, ain't it? Yeah, but that's not real, though. Isn't he bullshitting us? <laughs> no, it... Well, okay, so it turns out you found out that, like, uh, when you guys got back to Asmodon, his, like, superior K8 or Kate uh, mentioned that, like, it kind of let slip that it was kind of like a bullshit posting that they gave Bradley. But Bradley definitely thinks, like, people are supposed to be having... And Bruno had one, so, like, they've, they're somewhat a thing. <laughs> of course he would have one yeah and then man it's like it's like blank from there on out i remember what happened there towards the end johnny take over (laughs) (laughs) oh that's all i remember it was getting a storm (laughs) yeah yeah it was pretty much you guys got there uh started filling out paperwork and then you found out that they had a like you guys let slip that you wanted to uh, recruit the Modrin and that you all had had a dream and there's a prophecy about you guys uniting all the factions and uh, Bradley's face kind of lit up and he was like oh you guys mean we get to use the prophecy analysis room and apparently it's if for like any time that anybody wants to recruit the Modrin to an alliance there is like a 
um, a series of different like tests and things that they had to go through. One of which is if it's part of a prophecy that they are trying to recruit for, there's a prophecy analysis room, which is a, more a series of rooms, not just a singular room. So you guys just had to fill out a little bit of paperwork and then uh, K8 led you guys back to um, the never before used prophecy analysis room. Uh, we entered in there. There was like a Chuck E. Cheese dragon that was kind of greeting you guys and said that asked if you guys were ready to to continue and get your get your prophecy on. And we kind of ended there. I forgot about the Chuck E. Oh. Cheese dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's a big animatronic. It doesn't quite look like a Mojin or anything. It's like you can like see like it's like stuck in place. It can't move or anything like walk, but it's like it can like articulate its limbs and stuff. And we're just standing in front of it face to face. Yeah, we pretty it. much ended right on it. We'll pick up right from there. It it did mention to fulfill the prophecy, you will need to save the princess dragon that is stuck in a castle guarded by human wizards and evil humans. And then that's kind of where we left off. Is this the the princess dragon stuck in the ground? No, this is just like it's like a farmer dragon in the middle of a farm. This room looks like it's a farm. It's like painted and stuff. All right, are you all ready to head on and fulfill your prophecy? He says, holding his pitchfork. The dragon's holding a pitchfork? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's got overalls on. Should we do some kind of like (laughs) obstacle course or some shit? No, maybe. Not in this room, though. What you're going to need to do is you're going to need to go through that there door right there. And there's going to be more doors. And you're going to need to collect seven keys. The seven keys of prophecies is how I call them. And what you're going to do is you're going to get all the seven keys. You're going to assault the castle and you're going to save the princess dragon. He's like clanking around as he's saying this all. Any questions? There is an assault here going on. Well, we lost the bugbear. Yes, the bugbear did leave, and Bradley also left to go back to his duties. All right, I'm going to run through the door. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, you open up uh, this next door, and, like, as you do, uh, it is a... So this room that you were previously in kind of looked like a... Like, you could tell, like, they try to make it look like a farm. It's kind of painted, but you can tell you're just, like, in the square room. Mm Mm-hmm. When you open the door, it's a hallway, and then at the end of the hallway, there's just another door, like a regular-ass like office building door. It's not like a dungeon door or anything like that. <laughs> when you get to the hallway, you hear uh, K8 over the intercom again say, How would you rate your experience so far on a scale of one to five stars? What's the, what's the category here that we're rating this off of? Just overall pleasantness. Three. <laughs> Three. Noted. Uh pleasantness. Um I'll give you a I'll give you a three. Three. Noted. Uh I'll do a three and a half. You you can't do halves. Alright, I'll round down to a three. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it a one. That hurts. Continue, Sorry. please. And you're able to, like, if you, I don't know if uh, Ulrich, you were trying to open the next door, but, like, it was locked and you couldn't get through yet until everybody answered the survey. And then you're able to open it up and you see that the um, inside the next room, it 
Looks like now you're away from the farmland looking landscape. It's looking a little bit more like a uh, swampland. And in the middle of the room, there is just what's taking up almost the entirety of this room is this like 40 foot wide wall to wall. This like murky looking water. And then on the other side of the room, you see a little bit of a platform, uh, like a ledge you can walk on. And there's a pedestal on it. And then there's a door beyond it. But the, the like, it's like a 40 foot wide. I mean, it kind of looks like a river, like a swamp river. You got to somehow and the, do something. The, the, uh, the ledge and pedestal are on the opposite side? Yes. And the door. And the door. And the, is there rocks or anything inside the river? Anything to hop across? No, it is. Um, so you can tell that the, they were trying to make this look like a swamp, right? Didn't do a super good job because like the floor is still just regular, like kind of flat, like concrete looking <laughs> floors um, on either side. So it doesn't really look like that they like brought in rocks and with the whole deal. The water is murky, so you can't see under it. You don't know how deep it is or anything like that, but there's no, like, stepping stones or anything across it. What do y'all think? <laughs> oh, we just got to get across? Yeah, it looks like you guys just got to get across. It is, like, 40 feet, so... What's across from us? Like, you said the pedestal. Is there anything across? The pedestal and the door. So you know, like, you can't really get out of this room without... All right, guys, I got it. <laughs> What are you thinking? I got 50 foot of rope. I'm going to tie it to my arrow. I'm going to shoot it through the door. And then we're going to tie off to something over here. We're just going to, what do you, where you like crawl across a rope and you're hanging upside down. Got a shuffle or shivel or whatever the fuck it's called. Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, um, uh, shimmy. Uh, shimmy. Yeah, we're going to shimmy across it. That's what it is. Okay. Will it, will it hold our weight? I don't, I don't think we're that big of boys anymore, are we? I'm pretty I mean, big. Pindle, Pindle's, oh, yeah. uh, Pindle's <laughs> like a boys. robot. Pindle ain't got no legs either, so <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not the greatest at like. It's just a ball down there. Is there, is there like I want to use a like an like I guess investigation to see if I could see any kind of like oh, yeah, we can, switches we can or like any kind of <laughs> hidden things that might like lower a bridge or. You know, something oh yeah, like that. we can do checks and stuff. Yeah, um, let's do a check. We'll do perception. Okay, the investigation or perception. I th- I think what you would guys would want to be doing is probably an investigation. Uh I got a twelve. Uh, I got a seventeen minus one, sixteen. So, uh, Ulrich, I, I mean, you're looking around this room trying to find anything you can. You're kind of you know checking out the water. Like I said, there's not a lot of this room to have to, like, see. It's pretty much like a big, like, 70 foot by 70 foot square. And mm-hmm. then this river is taking up pretty much the majority of it. Um, but, like, you can get down and kind of check out the water just a little bit. And just with some very minimalistic kind of experimentation on it, you can tell, like, that's not water. It's definitely some kind of acid or something that uh, would probably hurt pretty bad to, to be in for any yeah, amount of... Because my next move was to jump in the water. <laughs> <laughs> How deep is the water? Do we know? It's not you water, You can't man. really see the bottom of it. It's so it's murky. Acid. 
I'm telling everyone it's acid. Oh, it <laughs> Don't touch the water. Let's quit calling it water and start calling it acid. I mean, is it for sure acid, or are you just calling it acid? Let's just call it acid. Uh, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna touch it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dip a toe in it. Oh, there goes, there goes your toe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna re- okay. I'm gonna reduce the damage a little bit. We'll <laughs> <laughs> say just two. You you dip a toe in it, and you'll just be taking two acid damage. I told you, man. Uh, so it's just like ah. Yeah, I got a quick question: Is acid damage different from poison damage? Yes. yes. It is a completely different. Um, I pr- I believe Cl- or Ulrich can even make his Drake an acid Drake or a poison Drake. I think. <clears throat> so boys we're not crossing that thing with i think with i'm gonna give ulrich with a 16 investigation i think there would also be a little bit of kind of uh <laughs> numbers juggling and damage juggling and he would probably be able to say like swimming across it would probably take about you know like 12 seconds or so which equates to about two rounds probably wouldn't like be deadly but it would definitely hurt and definitely be some damage taken like as a last resort i mean i stuck a toe in and i took two damage out of 25 so <laughs> i know I, yeah I, well i couldn't really lower it any more than a d4 so how far is this 40 feet i believe everyone's swim speed is probably 20 feet i'm not saying you guys have to swim across this by any means <laughs> i'm just <laughs> I mean, our best bet so far is Ulrich's bow and the rope. But will it hold? Wait, okay, what's the what what's the pedestal made out of? Is it like solid rock that's coming up out of the ground or anything? I mean, it it looks somewhat modern, advanced, however you want to say it. It's like metal. Okay, so probably really heavy. All right. Yeah, I mean, it looks dirty. Why don't we... Why don't we tie, tie a uh, like a circle in this rope, and why don't you have um, Sebastian? Is that his name, Sebastian? Frank. Frank. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're at Frank. Why it you, is. And Frank. we really <laughs> wanted to nail this so that we didn't forget anymore. Uh, it's like Sebastian or <laughs> Sebastian something 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 Frank. What right, well, <laughs> he goes by Frank. Why don't you have Frank fly it over and drop it around the pedestal, and we'll use that to anchor it in over there. I can do that. I'm going to hand Frankie the rope and snap, point. He knows. He knows what to do. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I know we're going to have a lot of kind of Frank-based uh, stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we'll probably do like... How about we do like an animal handling? Let's like see how good Frank does at this. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure your animal handling is pretty, pretty good, but. Um, 19. 19. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, you're able to, he kind of nuzzles it in his mouth without chomping down on the rope and you've tied a knot into it and he's able to just very kind of casually fly across this place open up his mouth and drop it right around that pedestal and you're able to kind of pull it tight. So you've got it anchored on one way. There's not really anything over here to anchor it. So that's going to be something to figure out. Maybe just hear me out. 
We can anchor it to Pendle. <laughs> and then we all get across. We can all pull really hard and just try to pull him over. <laughs> Jet ski him across. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Can you like can you like Sonic spin your ball that you roll around on like really fast? Like and then like take off. I, I've never done it, but I could definitely try. I mean if you got a running roll. You might be able to skip across pretty of good. A running roll. <laughs> Let's go for it. Would, would that be acrobatics? Okay. Athletics? So I think this is going to be a couple things. First, Pendle, how much do you weigh? Do you have that number anywhere? Yeah. What is that? Would I, that be feature traits description? <sighs> um, About 300 pounds. 300 pounds. Okay. Okay. And your strength's pretty good, right? You are a fighter, right? <laughs> uh, we haven't had a lot of fights yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, who's going over first? <laughs> Bean says, I'll go, master. Nice. <laughs> good boy, Beans. Okay. Uh, Pendle, go ahead and roll the strength check. Oh, crap. I got to roll? <laughs> oh, you're going to kill beans, aren't you? <laughs> Don't kill beans. Beans already gone. Who spilt the beans? Don't kill beans. Pendle spilt the beans. <laughs> beans has like two health. <laughs> Pendle spilt the beans into a vat of acid. How much health does he have? Ben, there's no way beans has a lot of health. He's a rat. <laughs> Dude, what exactly am I doing, Adam? I <laughs> An athletics check. Athletics. Okay. Okay, that's plus three. A natural 20. Uh, okay. All right. And then the rest of us get a three. <laughs> Probably. I was going to have him roll per person, but I feel like with that, with that literally a natural 20. I should be able to get at least I half I think up. we have <laughs> to have that just kind of be him anchoring in, holding this rope. And I think that's going to be his track for the for this entire this entire uh, uh, obstacle, so Beans is able to very dexterously just kind of uh, scamper on over the the rope and make it to the other side. Good boy, Beans. He's like on the other side, like dancing and holding up that glowing turd and just like <laughs> uh, pumping it, raising the roof. Um, wait, Dustin, how big is your ball? <laughs> you don't ask somebody that. It's pretty big. Which one are you talking about? I was gonna say I have an iron pot. Maybe when you we bring you over, you just sit in the pot. Dude, I like that. That would be so fucking funny. Boogie boards over in an iron pot. You can see my image, man. It looks pretty big. How big yeah, is your pot? Not that big, man. You could shrink my ball. Can you shrink my ball? Do you have a pan? <laughs> a, ba- a cookie sheet? Oh, I'm gonna um, have some something. I have a shovel. That could maybe. <laughs> he holds on to the stick and surfs on the spade. I'll leave you my shovel. How about that? All right. Who's going over next? I do have a shield. Oh. That's true. 
All right, it might eat away at your shield a bit. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. Um, Ulrich, you can choose if you want to do acrobatics or athletics climbing over across this rope. I do it's not acrobatics. Gonna be, okay. It's not going to be like super. This is more of a if you roll really shit. Nineteen, yeah, you're able to. You like fucking tight, tight, uh, tight walk, tight rope walk, uh, across to the side, and you you get to to Beans and Sebastian or and Frank. God, I'm not gonna be able to <laughs> Frank and Beans, man. Frank and Beans, I know it's so easy and still so hard. All right, um, Drip, you want to head over next? I guess so. Yeah, okay. You pick uh, acrobatics or athletics. Who, who's rolling me? Yeah. Okay. This is you actually like climbing across or acrobatics. Okay. Six. So. <laughs> oh, no. God Drip, damn. You get to about halfway down so about 20 feet across it and you're uh shimming across this rope um before you start to fall into the acid that's good like five feet below you you can make one deck save and try to catch yourself before falling in and melting some fur all right well he's a fish Oh yeah, so for god damn it, I mixed up uh twenty. I mixed up uh beans with you. Dirty twenty. Yeah, dirty mm. twenty, yeah. You're able to catch yourself and now you're on the other side of the uh the rope and like you're like just barely like six inches above the acid and you're able to shimmy over across the other side. So yeah, however Marcus wants to get across the app, um you can either make a athletics check or an acrobatics check. Okay, acrobatics would be like swim. No, acrobatic. It's cl- it's climbing across the rope. Oh, okay, okay. It would just be like athletics would be just pretty much like using just brute strength, and acrobatics is kind of like either like walking across the top or doing some cool acrobatic shit. Well, Remember I got your toe. You don't want to swim, man. I got a plus three to acrobatics, so let's do that. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, yeah, you're able to uh, get across fairly uh, fairly easily. Pendle, you were locked in, held this rope for everybody to cross now. But now it's your turn. <laughs> how, you guys let me know how you want to do this. Should we all do a strength check? And Because obviously we're going to pull him over. And he's going to spin, Sonic spin his wheel. So if we're going to do that, what we would do is we would have, we would pretty much like when some, when people do like a group check for three it would make more sense to just use whoever's the highest athletic score and then give that person advantage instead of doing a what's normally a group check is everybody rolls and as long as at least half the people pass it, you succeed. But with three people, that doesn't really work as well in your favor. I got plus four athletics. I have plus one. I'm sure Drip doesn't have a plus four. Plus one. Yeah. Okay. So what we'll do is we will have uh, Ulrich be the one. Uh, all three of you are going to be pulling on the rope, but we will have Ulrich roll it 
with advantage. All right, I'm gonna use a D and D Beyond one this time. Okay, and then Pindle, what are you like? What's this gonna be looking like for you? And we got a 16 for the highest for Ulrich. Okay, like uh, Barry said, I'm doing the sonic spin on my ball. And I'm just going to go as fast as I can, and I'm going to jump up and do, um, like, the skim boards, you know what I'm talking about, in the ocean, Uh to do the skim board. Slide right across, hang on to that rope. Oh, with your shield? Yep. Okay. Ooh. Shield skip, I like it. You're able to, uh, everybody just does, like, a one, two, three pull and start pulling Pindle across and I think with that 16 I think it's it's pretty flawless maybe when you get to the end uh, when you get to the other side Pindle and pull up your shield there's probably like a little bit of like decay and erosion on it but like nothing that's gonna make it like reduce its armor class or anything other than that I mean you think you're pretty good it's pretty flawless uh Way to get across this. You're able to untie the rope and gather your rope back, Ulrich. When you guys all get across the Acid River, uh, the pedestal that you have anchored yourselves to, it is a metallic-looking pedestal raised up with a, a basin in it with the key set down in the middle. But the key is that same kind of murky-looking water. Did I say the key is the same murky looking water? <laughs> it's in Did the I? It's right. in the same. Yeah, it's it's the water is the same murky looking water as the acid, but you can see just barely in at the bottom of this basin is that key. But it is it is set in like it is set like you can't like take the top off and tip it over or anything like that. How deep is it? It's it's probably about like six inches deep. That's what she said. <laughs> I took damage from sticking my toe in before, so I'm I'm not volunteering for this. Somebody else can go. Wait a minute. Does anybody have an arrow? Or wait, I got my little dagger. I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna walk up to it with my dagger and try to yeah, stick my dagger it's in there and melt. fish it out. <laughs> Marcus, you head over you uh take out your dagger and go try to pry the key up, and as you do, a little bit of that water splashes on you. <laughs> And it's it's just it's just water. It doesn't do any damage or anything. Oh, it's just water. Yeah, this one's just water. <laughs> oh, I'll just stick my hand in and grab the key then. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You got the key now. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was acid. It's a very intricate, intricately made key with uh, these like gears and clockwork uh, things in like the 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 back end of the key, the back half of the key the non key into the key that are like spinning and whirring around. And um, yeah, you've got your first of seven keys you need to enter the castle to save the dragon princess. Nice. So what is this like? <laughs> like a scenario they're testing us or what? Yeah. They got to make sure that you guys are actually, um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Heroes? Capable? Worthy? Worthy. Capable of a prophecy or worthy of a prophecy. You know, if you come claiming, hey, we're part of a prophecy, you guys need to align yourselves with us. They can't just let every Bob, Joe, and Curly come in and say, and recruit them. You know what I mean? 
you gotta you gotta prove yourselves a little bit that you're worthy of a prophecy if you're gonna get all thousands of the Modrin on your side to fight in a year's time. That's also why this room has never been tested because nobody's ever really wanted the Modrin on their side before. You guys have only met two also by, by now, uh, K8 and Bradley, and they don't really seem like the best kind of best kind of warriors to have on your side. <laughs> kind of pencil pushers. But apparently there's a lot of them. And um, yeah, then there's that next door leading out of this room, and you have now collected the key. Good teamwork, guys. Ah, piece of cake. <laughs> piece of cake. All right, open the door. The key doesn't open this door. Uh, you're able to just open this door. It's unlocked. You push it open. There's another one of those hallways. Um, this one, though, it kind of looks like the hallway before where they ask for your uh, rating review. This one's a little bit bigger, though, and it's got turntables like at an amusement park. But there's nobody here. Uh, and you can walk through the turntables. As you're walking through, you hear that voice. How would you rate your experience so far after the previous room on a scale of one to five stars? I'm going to give that one a one because it was too easy. Hurtful. Bad fun skimboarding, so I'll put a four. Thank you. I'll do no three. Expected. One. <laughs> Hurtful. Bean says, five. <laughs> it's like, thank you, small rat person. And uh, you guys get to the end of the turntables, walking kind of back and forth, back and forth, doubling back until you get to the end. And it's got a sign that says, please wait while we get the room ready. Like it like flips down like there's only like two settings for the sign. And it says, we are now ready. I'm going to kick the door in. As, as soon as you <laughs> kick it in, uh, you see a room that it's kind of looks like a classroom. It's got some desk and paperwork on all the desk. And you hear a voice that says, please, please don't, don't kick doors, please. <laughs> it's very expensive and it comes out of my paycheck when you break doors. Please, everybody grab one seat, one seat only. Don't grab two seats. Don't grab three seats. Everybody, please grab one seat and uh, begin your test. Uh, no talking, please. No talking. Oh, no. Is this a paper quiz? Yes, it is a paper quiz. <laughs> All right, all right. So there's like eight desks in here. You think that maybe for like bigger prophecy groups or whatever, but you guys can just all pick one, uh, grab a seat. And I think how we're going to do this is everyone roll in um, an intelligence check. Oof. And we're going to see how good you all do on this test. Oof. And I think that would probably, it's probably going to just change how we are. Oh, 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 oh Nat 20. Nat 20. You're so smart. 20. Oh, damn. So I do have actual questions I'm going to be asking you guys that I was thinking that, like, we'll probably want to adjust. Damn, you guys. Okay. Marcus, 22. Oh, uh, Drip 17, Ulrich 14, Pendle 22. Another natural 20. I want 20s back so, to back. Are you kidding me? Dang, man. Okay, so that that's going to make this a little weird because I'm going to be asking you guys actual questions, like just one each. And we were going to, I was thinking we'll probably want to like kind of like RP it as uh, how well you answered on that. 
but you all did very good. So I'm just hoping you all are able to answer these <laughs> questions really good now. Okay, uh, Ulrich. Mm-hmm. There's a couple questions, and you're able to answer them all fairly easily. Uh, there is one question, Ulrich, that is the last question on your quiz, and it kind of made you think the most. Uh, your question says, what is the furthest point east on Severed Key's landmass? Oh, man. Furthest point east. This is a geography question. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, don't even do I, know, I know what it is, but I can't remember the name of furthest it. Furthest point east would be uh, with the wolves. Lycan's Cove or whatever. Lycan's Cove. Uh, lot, something. I can't remember what right. it's called. Final I had answer down as Lucian's Cove. Yeah, it might be Lycan's Cove. No, okay, it's, it's Lucian's Cove. Lucian's Cove. That's what it is. Okay, you're able to you write it down, kind of like messy enough, where <laughs> like you write down Lycan's Cove, but the handwriting's kind of like, you know messy enough that like it's passable for Lucian's <laughs> Cove. Um, and I think I think that would check out for a what? What did you end up getting? Like a fort? A f- you got uh, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah fourteen. 15 minus one. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, okay. Four. <laughs> I'm trying to pick what question I want to ask each person. I was going to pick like based on like, I was going to give like the hardest questions to the people who rolled lower and then the like, easier ones for the ones that rolled better. But you guys all rolled really fucking good. Uh, for Marcus. Your last question, the one that kind of stumped you the most, is just a simple math question. It just says, what is the absolute value of negative 26? (laughs) (laughs) Found his weakness. Give me me just a second here. (laughs) Google. (laughs) You did get a nat uh, 20, so I think you could get some Googling in. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it 26? The absolute value. I think it's 26. Yeah, it would be 26 because they don't do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 26. The absolute value of a negative is just the, its number. But yeah, without, without negative. the negative. <clears throat> yep. 26. all right so we've got pindle and drip uh pindle's the one that got the nat 20 so let's see um pindle these are kind of like i would put them on par with each other so i don't think one's easier than the other um so this is okay so pindle your last question was kind of a logic question there are two ducks in front of a duck Two ducks behind a duck and a duck in the middle. How many ducks are there? I believe there are only three ducks. <laughs> what? That is the correct answer. <laughs> How'd you get that? Because there's two ducks in front of a duck, which means he's in the back of the line. There's two ducks behind oh, a duck, which is the front of the line. <laughs> And right. one in the middle. <laughs> you got it. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> just from the numbers. I would have yeah. said, said five. <laughs> I knew it was three. I knew I'm it was like, three. Like, there's seven ducks. <laughs> Drip. Oh, man, this uh, is the longest one. Drip. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, so this is kind of a, another logic puzzle. 
Uh, it just says a man is caught on the king's property. He is brought before the king to be punished. And the king says, you must give me a single statement. If it is true, you will be killed by lions. If it is false, you will be trampled by buffalo. If I can't figure it out, I'll let you go. And the man was released. What was his statement? (laughs) What? (laughs) What the fuck? You got to say that again, man. (laughs) It boils down to a guy's got a choice. If he says something that's true. True or false. Yeah, if he says something that's true, he's going to be eaten by lions. If he says something that's false, he's going to be trampled by buffalo. And if the king can't figure out if it's true or false, he will be let go. Tell him he's your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Reboido. Dude, I don't fucking know. Does anyone know what to say? What if I just said balls? (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, what? Ooh, I got it. Tell him you got a Tell him you got a butthole and tastes like cotton candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a butthole tastes like cotton candy. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, you uh, you right. <laughs> the man said he has a butthole that tastes like cotton candy. Oh, and, uh, I had the, to Google that one just to get the actual answer. What's the actual answer? So the, yeah. Very. Uh, so the actual answer would be that he told the king he was going to get trampled by buffalo, and it wasn't a uh, tr- it was a true it wasn't a true statement because that would mean he had to lie. But if it was true, he would get trampled by buffalo. Well, fuck. That so was like a conundrum. I should have googled it. Well, I mean, I mean, I think yours would also work. There's yeah. no way the king is going to prove that you're not unless he gets down there. He's not himself. Exactly. I like your answer better anyways. That was much more creative. He'd have to eat my ass to find out. (laughs) (laughs) My fish ass. (laughs) Sorry, thank with everybody uh you know doing so well on the test. You guys are able to, you know, you got you had like a 30 minute clock ticking down, and you guys all finished well within time and everything. And you think you all feel pretty good about how you did on the test. You guys can kind of, uh, you all obviously had different tests because we all talked about the at least out of order. Uh, you guys at least had all the same questions, but out of order or something. Uh, so you guys can chat about it. But uh, uh, at the end, you see a uh, drop down, like a projector drop down from the from the ceiling, and it starts to like uh, slot machine numbers rolling uh, three different digits. And at the end, it just like clicks into place, clicks into place, clicks into place, and it says ninety two percent success. And um, then another one of those pedestals pops up out of the ground and one of those keys are there to collect again. It looks almost identical to the first key that you guys picked up. And then the the door leaving this room is just open again. Is there another review? When you leave this room, you're going to be in another hallway with some more turn. uh, turn. Are those called turntables? Those aren't called turntables. Turnstiles. Turnstiles, yeah. I think I've called them turntables for... The wicked wicked. Yeah, the the DJ things. And I think (laughs) I've called these... I think I've said this two episodes in a row now. 
called them turntables, and that is not what they are. <laughs> There's turnstiles in this next hallway beyond this room again. But you guys have collected two out of seven of the keys, which is pretty good, if you ask me. And then, yeah, you you get to the end. It has the same sign saying, "Wait, please wait for the room to be ready. And you hear that same voice. Please rate your experience after the previous room. On a scale of one to five stars. One. Hurtful. I'm going to go with a solid four that time. I like testing. Thank you. One. Hurtful. I'll say two because I don't like taking quizzes. I don't like Blizos, so I'm going to keep saying one. So as soon as the, the sign switches from uh, please wait for the room to be ready to room is ready, and you all enter it. Ulrich, uh, do you click this one in? No. Okay. You hear Kate say over the intercom, Thank you so much for not breaking this door. Uh, you open this next room, and now... A burning hands that door down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This, this next room, it looks... It's been getting kind of progressively like darker and you know it started in like this like peaceful looking farmland uh, scenery and then went to like a swamp and now it's just really it, I mean it kind of looks like shadowy shadowy pine it's like this real like kind of murky looking forest and you see a uh, a box in the center of this room. It's got these faux trees. You could tell they're faux trees, like without even doing investigation checks or anything. They look like metallic trees, like sticking out of the ground. Uh, you see the door at the end of the hallway, uh, one of those pedestals that you guys have seen so many times so far. Um, but this one has a, like a really solid looking heavy, uh, lid on top of it. Hello, everybody. It is your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Half Forty Heroes. Hope everyone's enjoying Campaign 2 so far. I am super excited with uh, kind of the point we are in the story and being in the first arc now, the first true arc. Uh, I'm very excited to see how things go from here. I want to give a special thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you so much. Tiana H, Lawful Stupid Podcast, Robert C, Bradley M, Chelsea, Chris B, Christian S, Danny T, Jeremy Fair, Ken H, Caster, Farty McFry, Jerundu, Hot Ketchup, Sean Lorber, Jim, Mosey, Rachel A.K. Dragonbait, Remus S, and Tanya S. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining the team Patreon. You can sign up for as low as $1 a month at patreon.com slash Majestic Goose. It's not just for this show. It's for every show on the Majestic Goose Network. That means you get bonus content for this show and all the other shows on the network, which if you haven't checked out yet, you should go do so at MajesticGoose.com. We've got so many D&D shows and Monster of the Week and Shiver and talk shows and even crafting shows. Uh, one piece of bonus content that's going to be coming up very soon for patrons is the Quiet Year recording that we did. Uh, it's actually two recordings. So I'm going to get it edited down to probably about three hours. 
And it's us all playing the quiet year as we build up the map of Severed Key. It was so much fun. The guys really, really loved it and want to do it now for every campaign we have. It, if you haven't yet, I suggest looking up the, uh, a quiet year and grabbing a copy yourself because it is so much fun to play. And it was so much fun to record. I cannot wait to get that out there for all of our patrons that probably won't ever go on the public feed. It will only be a Patreon exclusive, so go check that out. We've also got plans for some Patreon exclusives for uh, Storytime with Silas and some other shows uh, lined up. So seriously, now is a great time to head over and pledge as low as $1 a month. We also name NPCs after patrons like Bruno and Bradley. You can also join our Discord at bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. Uh, leave us a five-star rating review if you haven't yet. Follow us on Twitch. We're trying to hit 500 Twitch followers by 2022. So we've got about, I don't know, 40 days now? No, I did that math real wrong. 50 days, 51 days as of this dropping, somewhere around there. And we're still about 45 away or something along those lines. So you can really help us hit that goal. We would greatly appreciate it. And hey, um, if you are also a listener of One Shot Onslaught or just a uh, fan of D&D in general and using DMs Guild... We've got a new Herald program account. And what that means is it's kind of like a tiered. It's a little bit different than an affiliate account. We get to give our listeners a coupon code to get 5% off of their purchase. And then we also get bonus affiliate um, money kicked back to our DMs code account so that we can buy more and more one shots for one shot onslaught. And to take advantage of that coupon code, you just need to enter in the code Herald OSO5. That is H-E-R-A-L-D-O-S-O-5. Whenever you make a purchase from DMs Guild of $5 or more, uh, it helps us out. It will help us reach a higher tier of the program. So yeah, check that out. Check us out on Twitch this Friday, streaming Doom Clock. We're on the DM of a horror comedy show that uses the Shiver TTRPG system. And just follow us on all social media. And again, thank you all so much for taking time out of your day to listen to Half One Heroes. We truly appreciate it. I can't wait for you all to hear the next episode that we've actually recorded already, which is really good for us. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Barry kind of looks like little Nicky when he does his When voice. I talk like that. Tell the way I can get the lisp. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you, your character's pretty much little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. Honk.